hey dad, don't worry, it's all right, it's all going to be all right. Happy New Year and welcome to Going Through the Motions 2021 with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of when you've got a lovely bowl of Asian fusion food and you go, I want a bit of a kick to this. I want a bit of spice. And so you put a little bit of chilli in there and you go, oh, it's a bit chilli, a bit spice, but still not spicy enough. And then you put a bit more in and you've only gone and blown your lips up because you've had a reaction. Absolutely. That, that's, the, yeah. that's the sentiment we want to promote in this podcast for the start <laughs> of our new year, our new season, if you will. And for, for the Americans, yeah, absolutely. New season that's a series for those who speak the Queen's, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, just lip blowing uppings. That's that's How, what we want to convey. Did I ever tell you of a story when I went on a date with Maddie? It was where I think we were quite early in our relationship and we went for some pho, which is ironically what we've just had for dinner right now. And it was bloody delicious, if you don't mind me saying. Okay. And uh, we basically, we went to it and exactly that thing happened. I was like, I'll put a bit more chili in, a bit more, a bit, bit more daring. I was sprinkling it on there, talking, you know, talk, sweet talk, you know, giving her all this, mm, just some uh, music and movie facts, you know, the, the ladies love it. Yeah, she they loves love it. it. She, <laughs> she loves, loves it. it. I'm like that. Ken John Williams, she's like, what's John Williams? I'm like, what is John Williams? Oh, let me tell, sit down, I'm sitting. Okay, well, <laughs> let me tell you. Anyway, I go to rub my eyes because a tear has dropped in my eye. Only bloody chilli oil in my eyes. Oh, my oh, days. Oh, my goodness. So I'm like that. Ugh. So I, I use my other hand. Of course, that means that I've got the chilli oil that's from my eyes in the other hand. Oh. oh, my goodness. And I'm like this. I need to go. My whole face was going numb. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't I couldn't drop the prasad. She's she's impressed. I'm giving her smooth, sophisticated conversations. You know, I'm, I'm chatting I'm chatting about things like the DSA rate, uh, the DSA Ray track and i'm going Absolutely, like this you your know, favorite oh, topic oh i'm like you know it's in there it's all in movies whilst my eyes are literally bleeding oh my and i'm days. like this so i go excuse me excuse me just one second i have to go to the bathroom go to the bathroom of course when i'm in the bathroom i'm like well I'm, i need the toilet i may as well go to the toilet guess what i go in touch with my chili oil hands oh oh no. mate you don't it's even a disaster you don't even it's need a to disaster. say it. honestly i was looking for the fire exit before i knew it 
And, you know, I'm very proud of us at the fact that we've made it three minutes into the first podcast of 2021. <laughs> and we've always and we've already mentioned uh, helmets and jobbies. <laughs> We didn't mention jobbies, but I'm well, glad we I, I did. Kind of touched on touched on it. Oh well, I bloody touched on it. I tell you what, for oh, this is descend, This is de- this chat has descended into the doldrums. I'm happy to keep I, it in, though. I'm happy to keep it in. <laughs> also, Callum, do you, mm. like, do, do you like a new picture? Oh, I do. It's lovely to look at, and I like the colours. Yeah, really devilishly handsome. We've, in we've there. got we, we've gone through a little bit of a rebranding, haven't we? We have. In we that absolutely we, have. In that we have the same photo that we had before. Yeah, exactly. Kind we of. haven't changed kind, much. Kind of, kind of. I'll tell you what. We, tell you what we did mm. is we got a graphic designer. Mm. You can you can find her find her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. at uh, ktc designs yeah and because you can K- find that link at the bottom think, as well it's oh yeah yeah, yeah you can absolutely have, no kt ktc graphic design ktc graphic design. design again this is all gonna this is all gonna be linked and stuff and i can tell you right now that this person is not related to either of us and we did not get any <laughs> mates rates <laughs> absolutely uh, ab- absolutely not no what 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 she's very ki- kindly done for us is make a kind of pop art version of the photo that we had on the podcast last year because we kind of thought that was a bit dark and things needed yeah, to pop. Exactly. And, you know, we've got our beers there, we've got our instruments mm-hmm. there, we've got some our music guts, and movie uh, stuff exactly. in the corner. It's yeah. really quite nice, actually. It's oh, made I think me feel it's, all I, fancy. Well, we've turned over a new leaf, quite literally, and you need a leaf turning over. Look at the state of you. Get that. Get Absolutely. that leaf turned. Mate, what are you talking about? I went into the shower today. <laughs> I washed. <laughs> Go on. How was your new year? Let's move it on. It was good. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Very, very chilled. We weren't really allowed to have a too heroic new year to get no. rid of 2020. Exactly. And get into 2021 because oh, it's been a mad year, hasn't it? <laughs> I bet I bet you are absolutely sick of walking around your local neighborhood because I tell you what, I am. Absolutely. I'm so I know done with it. I know all the street names and I didn't think mm-hmm. anybody did that anymore. Nobody learns street names anymore. I've learned all the street names around around here. And all the little blue the blue signs which you love. Oh, little, uh, I love a famous I love a people. blue plaque. In in London, plaque. for anyone who's wondering, um whenever a famous person or a person of significance you know, you can you you can decide what what that classifies as has yeah. lived or worked in a certain location. They put a little blue plaque on the side of the building mm. and say, "Well, this person lived here from from this time to this time," which I quite mm-hmm. like actually. I always like to I I, I cross the roads to read them because obviously I've got I've got glasses. Yeah, I've got glasses. Exactly, I, can't, exactly. I can't read them from across the street. Whereas I have binoculars, so I don't have to cross any street. Absolutely, so absolutely. There's you standing on the side of the road with binoculars, staring at somebody's house. That's it. Yeah, I tell you what, there's something blue about that plan. You I'll tell and, you what, it's not. And you wonder why you get chased down the street by the police. <laughs> there is a famous person that lives in that house, but they don't need a plaque for me to tell it. I tell you what, that that uh, he looks lovely, nice and yeah, uh, to the top. Very good. Do you think you'll have a blue plaque one day, mate? Oh, I don't look at that. I, <laughs> what a question! I, that, Do you that's think you'll tough, be famous in the success? That, that's that, a, tough, well that's that. a tough question. I don't think I think about that that highly about myself. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I think you will, so Aww. long as I can say your address on this podcast. Basically, there's going to be a blue plaque outside of, and so yeah, and so just just write to that address or uh, or or anything if you want. If you I can't believe I just said your full address. Yeah, I can't believe you did either. We'll just, we'll just find out. We work, said that we wouldn't it. do it. We said we were going to be covert when we started this little yeah, exa- operation. Yeah, exactly. All exactly. those many moons ago. 
and now it's just anuses and blue plaques yeah. all over. We are a music and movies podcast, and each week we talk about some of the most wonderful, beautiful, sensitive, and dare I say, soul fulfilling movies. Mm. We really take it, and we we, you know, we take our time to talk about movies that really have an impact. And when we say an impact, that's where they geniusly have some uh, some amazing music that accompanies a wonderful, wonderful film. Absolutely. And, you know, like when we set this podcast up, we, we were of the opinion that we would be doing quite a lot of new music and movies because, dare I say it, we, we were already releasing episodes this time last year. Yeah, we were. And that was, you know, pre-pandemic. Yeah. And so to some extent, we were looking forward to going to the cinema, seeing the movies, being the first people back to review. And of course... You know, we only really had a chance to do one of those last year, which of which was Tenet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is interesting that we only did mm, that. We've still yeah. not seen one Wonder Woman eighty four. No, we've not. I, I've heard, I've heard it's not great. I've heard, I've heard it's not great as well. <laughs> cool, I still okay. want to see it. I still want to yeah, see it. Yeah, I still want to see it. I still want to see it. But uh, of course, fate is on our side, Alex. For the start of twenty twenty one, for something dropped into our laps and a pleasant Christmas present, if you will. For on the twenty fifth of December, Pixar's newest release, Soul, uh, basically appeared on the screens around the world. Absolutely, and in your what living a rooms. Gift so this is the trifecta mate this is a music movie i mean it is a music movie it's about music and it's so rich with music it's a new movie and it's the first podcast to start i mean what a start it eh? is yeah i've been really looking forward to this and i watched the Mm -hmm. movie uh the other night and oh it was lovely it Mm. really was lovely pixar does it again Mm. like really and they've just got such a high standard and i think it's because they take their time with these things they yeah of course they they, they've got that like this brain trust Mm. that come up with these ideas years in advance and and it must go through endless rewrites like the scripts and the concepts Oh, the concept! I've got so many facts on the concept of this movie, mate. You're gonna be, you're gonna be rich, swimming in, uh, in, in swimming in, in concepts. And 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 genuinely, I mean, I think that's a really good point you make. And and with the backdrop of the global pandemic, a lot of the animation was done from home. So it's it's yeah, amazing, it, it, and it's absolutely masterful what they've achieved. Absolutely, uh, obviously, obviously, Pete Doctor, who famously his first direction uh, with a Pixar film was Monsters Inc. and was heavily involved with Up and and, and all sorts of other movies. So he is just a, a, a you know a, a Pixar guru, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Um. So we were in very safe hands. I, I believe that this is his last potentially last directorial piece for oh, Pixar right? because I believe he's taking over as CEO and executive of P- Pixar. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he he he's a really creative mind. I think a lot of his ideas are very very um were very very uh, prominent in the decisions yeah. that were made around the script and the scoring and the music and the ideas um that this film does. And actually just before you, before you come in there because actually there's been a lot of you knew of that I was well, there was a lot of there's a lot of memes about this, right? How um, you know Pixar in the early days, it was look toys come to life and like what do bugs look like and all this sort of stuff. And now the most recent, what I consider the new Pixar, Pixar new, and that's N U new Pixar. Oh yeah, you know that's your that's your onwards, that's your inside outs, that's your 
souls because these movies are are no more just like oh it's nice bugs talking to each other and stuff this is like what is life the existential questions in these movies are mm. like oh, elevated I, themes i would say i do have some maybe some negative points to this movie and i think that the whole existential piece i think it underpins quite a lot of those thoughts yeah i wonder but, I, I think i suspect we might have very similar like mm. i i wouldn't say criticisms i would say caveats do you, do you want to start with the caveats then whilst they're fresh well in I, I think so because i think right off the bat everyone semi rightly so is going to compare this movie to one particular movie in the pixar back catalog and that's inside out inside out i of think course, yeah. that's the most direct it, i don't know it almost feels like a thematic sequel in a way yes 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 it do, yes it, it really really does like you know they did such a great job on inside out of personifying emotions mm. and really sort of asking the questions how do emotions drive our decisions and mm. you know what can affect our emotions and why we need negative mm. emotions as well as part like oh just actually just saying that half a sentence which i didn't even finish makes me want to watch that <laughs> movie again because it's stunning it's, isn't it, it? it and and mate you're, you're absolutely right you know that's what that's what i was thinking all the way all the way through this and and to an extent you know i think that's that comes from my first criticism of soul is that is the inside out it it didn't really hold your hand okay because it everything kind of made sense you know all the different imagination lands and how yeah. they grow and as you go and i and i must admit i found soul at times quite difficult to understand i found it quite difficult to kind of understand what the rules of the universe yes were. and and specifically i think the way it ended it was deliberately yeah. vague so and i think all of this and i think it's all deliberate which is why i'm reluctant to say it's a criticism because i was then trying to sit there and go well what makes this different to inside out and i do mm. kind of think that it's because emotions and mental health right mm -hmm. is something that you know doctors and scientists are still mulling over right Mm, mm. and are still discovering things but at the end of the day it's science and it's medicine uh, and mm. what inside out was was a way of interpreting Interp that. yes and, interpreting and, 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 and dramatizing yeah. that but with soul yeah a soul is not that no none of no, us have not. any idea what no. the soul is and that like lack of understanding it underpins this movie like it, it tackles that idea in this movie because our essential character is joe right i think mm, it's joe yep. yeah 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 joe yeah joe and, you know he he has a misunderstanding he doesn't fully understand what the spark is and as such even though we're seeing souls on screen you still get this idea that there's this bigger picture that we still don't fully understand even after watching the entire movie for example you know you see the great beyond right or you see yep just before the great beyond we never yes. actually see the great beyond no of course of course and and it's and it's those little hints but not directly showing to you that that shows just i guess it's the maturity of the movie isn't no, it, it really and it's the is. fact that it's that it's aware of the content yeah and i think I, I, and I, I think it is a, a massive positive and a massive 
take a bow Pixar for doubling down on that idea of yeah. we don't know what this is, but we're going to make a movie about asking the questions anyway, even mm. if we don't ever get to the answer. And I, however, and I can't say that's a negative for me. However, I I must admit, and then as a bit, then when you when you draw it back in and make it into a movie, for me, there's an element of comfort with Pixar. Like I, I take onwards for as an example. I fuck onward, man alive, that really threw me under because it, I mean personally, the story was very relatable to me, yeah. um, as I'm sure you can understand, and I, I you know we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point, but. Um, with soul um it's maybe not quite as relatable and obviously maybe a little bit more relatable to you with your with your with your career and i'm sure we can touch on that next um but but i i found myself watching this movie and every so often turning to maddie going i know how it's going to end i know how it's going to end because i think in my head i want it to go a certain way like that's what the pixar yeah. films are kind of designed to do that there's an element of comfort to it and i felt quite uncomfortable because i didn't know how it was going to end yeah. as i was watching yeah. it and then when it didn't end satisfactory in a satisfaction way i was i was left a little bit incomplete if i'm honest and the reason why is and the cynic in me will say this um and you've obviously made the kind of the, the optimistic perspective of this but the cynic in me says it's because they put themselves in quite a difficult position and, and again let's talk quite granularly the movie is about joe who is a music teacher who aspires to be a, a soul jazz musician yep. uh, a jazz pianist and he you know he never got the chance and and obviously there's a there's a moment of real existential crisis where he sees the hall of joe and he kind of realizes that maybe his life wasn't what he thought it was going to be. Now, they've already kind of painted themselves into a corner here because you've got hundreds of millions of musicians who also probably were in that situation, who are now music teachers. And they maybe kind of go, well, hang on a minute. You know, I, I kind of identify with that. So you kind of have this weird, I guess there's a there's a weird dilemma that I think Pixar put themselves in here where it's where they they're kind of forced down the channel of do they do they finish this movie with Joe? Um, eventually did become a famous musician, in which case you go, well, hang on, that's not really a clear message for all those who actually aren't going to be famous musicians and are just happy being teachers. But at the same time, they can't leave the film with the message of Joe just becomes a music teacher and then the message is, oh, well, don't chase your dreams because it'll never happen. So I, th I think... I think they painted themselves into, and the, the 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 I guess like the pessimist in me says that they painted themselves into a bit of a corner here, and they went, we can't really give this a satisfying ending because we're going to kind of leave a bad taste in the mouth of some audience members. So let's just leave it open ended, and that way we kind of get out of everything. Yeah. Well, for a start, there's a lot to respond to in that statement. Yeah. <laughs> for a start, you're absolutely right. That's an incredibly cynical standpoint. Yeah, that is incredibly cynical because yeah. for a start, and the, these are all just my opinions that I'm about to spout. Mm. That's very much taking the idea that for the majority of people, those who can't do teach that infamous joke from mm. from School mm. of Rock. School of Rock, yeah. And you know, I'm not so naive as to not know that there are many people that have ended up in that position where they didn't necessarily want to teach, but they had to pay bills and therefore that's what mm. they're doing. Mm. However, the fundamental, the MacGuffin of soul is the spark, right? Yes. And, and at some point in the past, before the movie, before Joe was born, he was a soul because, you know, mm -hmm. Richard Ayoade said it, his character said mm -hmm. it. 
all of you mm-hmm. have been here before. So he's been there before. He had to find his spark and he's already found his spark. Although obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a lovely joke that I that, that I thought was great in the movie was uh, one, one of the one of the perks of growing up is forgetting the traumas of childbirth. Which was, yeah, which was really yeah. funny and that obviously yeah. includes being a soul you don't being uh no of go, course, going yeah, to the you seminar which i thought was a one, yeah. wonderful wonderful concept yeah exactly and the underlying question in the whole movie is what is joe's spark and we think we know the mm. answer because joe spent the whole movie telling us what he knows is his spark yes. which is to be which is to have his brains be a performing pianist Mm-hmm. But then it happens for him at the end or towards the end, like in the final third of the movie. And it wasn't how he thought it was going to be. Mm. And they never say it directly in the movie. But but looking back on the movie and at the scenes that really, where where we really saw Joe in wonder. And it wasn't when, and it wasn't, always when he was on stage he enjoyed it in the moment when he finally got on stage and he went into that trance and he got into the zone which we'll talk about yeah but the other bits was when he was teaching yes yes so he is not a character of those who can't do teach and he's either got to fulfill his dream or you know leave it open-ended or whatever he was already living his dream and he just didn't know it and he was striving for something that he didn't know that that wouldn't necessarily make him as happy as he could be, which is why you got the Hall of Joe looked like, and he felt like he'd wasted his life because he was striving for something that he actually didn't truly love, and that wasn't his spark. So even though Mm. the movie didn't say it directly, I believe his spark was teaching and inspiring. Because isn't that... Inspiring, Because because isn't that what he did for 22? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. inspired her or you know it, mm-hmm. it's not not gendered but what's tina face tina face <laughs> oh wait so, slight, yeah. slight tangent what an amazing 2020 joke to say um i chose to be a middle-aged white mo- woman because that was the most annoying voice uh, they, 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 they they just <laughs> fell one short of fully on calling her karen and then karen, it was fully exactly. 2020 but that's my tangent over but to, yeah. to finish to finish my point I don't I uh, yeah I don't I don't agree with you. I think I think he discovered his spark and that he was living a spark all along and then when he got back to earth at the end he decided to live his life to the full knowing that yes. knowing that he can be as happy and as fulfilled as he chooses to be. No no I think I think you're right and I think it that was what was implied and that's what the audience was meant to think. But at the back of my mind I was thinking, you know, at the end of the day, this is Disney and obviously Disney are being an American movie and far be it from an American movie aimed at children to to send out the message, don't chase your dreams. Like, that's what America's all about, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's what they're all about. And so that's why I was a bit like, huh, this is a really mature movie yeah. when you really dig into yeah. it. When you really, and, 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 but they're and, not you know, saying, you're right. But, like, you are but right. They're not, they're not saying that. In fact, they are saying that. It just turns out that Joe's dream all along was to inspire and to teach. And that's it. That's exactly it. It's, 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 it's the way that they send that message. It's the way that they, they put that at the spotlight. And I, I just loved it. Like, I just loved it. Like, I thought it was really yeah, clever. It was really great. Um, and, I, and, I, and I did love that it was open-ended. And I don't know. 
I, I, I wanted to ask you this question because I, I watched it once and I watched it relatively mm-hmm. recently, so it's all quite fresh. But even right at the end, I couldn't work out 22's spark. I think, again, that, they, deliberately, was, they deliberately don't do it. I thought, because I thought I'd missed it. No, 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 they deliberately don't. The, the, the sparks are... They, they, they do a very, very good point of kind of teeing it up but not really getting into it. Yeah. And I think it's really quite Yeah, clever. because the one thing they did say is it's not your purpose. Don't mm. go around thinking that your spark is your purpose because you've got so much more else to you rather than I'm gonna, just your purpose. I'm going to throw some mad facts at you before we really get into the track list. I love the one, madness. Okay? So here are some of the influences. Now, I've centered in on two films um, as the influences, and I think this really makes sense. The two films that I thought uh, that made sense as influences to the, to this was It's a Wonderful Life and A Christmas Carol. Oh, and when you think yeah. about it, you're like, yeah, that's it. You know, obviously now outside of the fact of it's at Christmas time, um, but, but you know, it's brilliant. And also the, the credits. Look, quickly talk about the credits. The Disney credits in the beginning has a rendition of When You Wish Upon a Star done like it's being played by the inexperienced band class Joey's teaching. I don't mind, I don't mind admitting to everyone that I kind of cringed at that because, because I was so looking forward to watching a new Pixar movie. Uh, we'd already had our dinner. And made myself oh, well, made, that's sorted. Made, made myself dinner's out of the way. Made, yeah. made myself a cup of tea, sat down on the sofa, <laughs> we pulled out the TV to the middle of the room. I don't mind telling you. Oh, and, stop it. I don't know. It's a treat. It's a treat. <laughs> Having it, a, it really you, is a you treat. You spoil yourself. I know, yeah, I really yeah. do. But yeah, sat down. Don't tell me you put your feet up. Didn't, didn't put my feet up. Oh, goodness. Didn't, didn't yeah. put my feet that up. That bit self indulgent, wouldn't it? It's a little bit. You know, this isn't Lord of the Rings. But. <laughs> <laughs> the castle came up and then it started and it was really and it was really loud and i was like oh god i thought this was like gonna be inside out territory. i was expecting the inside out sort of intro with the you know the twinkly music and mm, the, mm. you know the wonder and the stars in the eyes and all that stuff. and instead i got fantastic i thought it was absolutely fantastic it was, it was good it was good so let's uh, let's go back to a point you were making earlier about the rewrites and the rights of the different characters. God, that was um, a while ago. No, it was a while ago, but it's a really good point. So I've got this heading as musician or actor or scientist. So Pixar chose to portray the film's main character as a musician because they wanted a profession the audience could root for and settled for a musician after trying for a scientist. And I also read uh, actor as well. So trying to get his his, uh, sort of um, his debut on Broadway. Yeah. Um, so a scientist which didn't feel and the scientist didn't feel so naturally pure as a musician's life so there you go mate you've got a naturally pure life according to Pixar oh god Peter only, only Do- time it's ever been described as that <laughs> Peter Doctor described soul as an exploration of where should your focus be what are the things that at the end of the day are really going to be important. Things that you look back on and go, I spent a worthy amount of my limited time on earth worrying or focusing on that. Yeah. And, you know, that hits your nail on the head. You know, that that just goes back to it. It it's it was it was what was what was important. Yeah. What was important to Joe. And I think the audiences will go, will come away from this movie with I know I did, like a a zest for life. Like uh, mm. oh, a, a, yeah. a renewed 
sort of get up and go. And listening I to the do soundtrack. Something. I want to do I, I something. Was, I was listening to the soundtrack as I was walking around. I went to the shops today. And my God, like, you see the world in a beautiful light listening to this soundtrack oh, and knowing that message. it's lovely, isn't it? But it is a bit it is a bit sick of Pixar, if I'm honest, you know, releasing that this movie with that message during the middle of a global pandemic. Well, you know, so it's, it's like it's remember a, remember it's, it's how sick. it could it's be. Sick. I can't do any of this stuff. All all my dream is just to play When You Wish Upon a Star in a jazz band in a in a terrible flight and I can't because of the pandemic. So it's actually you you know, shame on you actually. So shame on yeah, you. Yeah, although in a slightly selfish <laughs> kind of vein, if I never hear you play the saxophone again, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> Remember I bought one. I know I you did. One. I was like, I was like, I'll get this sorted. I'll get this sorted. Yeah, and I, didn't I, do it. You know, I listeners, I was rolling my eyes incessantly all throughout <laughs> that phase. I got, I got some, I got a good tune. You say phase? I think I had that thing for about twelve years, yeah, I think you... and I sold it for more than I bought it. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Then is that nothing to say? Did you learn anything, Callum? Did you make a nice tone? No, but I made a tasty profit. Oh well, then <laughs> money well spent. <laughs> money well spent. My God. Do you want to? So let's let's talk about some of the voice actors. I want to start with Jamie Foxx. Now, yeah. Jamie Foxx is just fantastic. Um, just like his character, Jamie Foxx is a very talented musician in real life, and this is in fact the second time Jamie Foxx plays the role of a jazz pianist, following his, his portrayal of real life figure Ray Charles in the film Ray in two thousand and four. Yeah, he also he also played a homeless cellist in that. Movie solo. with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Solo, Solo. Is that is that what it's called? I think it's called Solo. I'm gonna look it up now. Or is it well, maybe I'm the Soloist? The so oh, is it the Soloist? I'm not sure. Hang on, I can't remember looking, what that's called. You're saying Soloist. I'm saying Solo. Oh, I've clicked the wrong bloody link. Oh goodness, it's going to shame. Uh, no, the actual film was called Due Date. <laughs> No, you're right. It was called the Soloist. It was called the Soloist. Thank you very much, ladies Solis. and gentlemen. I'm here. All and week. and the and the final little the final little piece I have on this is when Joe's mum saw uh, saw him in his late father's suit, which oh god, um, she said Ray would be proud. Jamie Foxx was obviously the lead oh. actor in Ray, a film about Ray Charles, legendary musician. This is probably a nod to the jazz musician, uh, to the jazz music theme of the movie. So maybe just pushing in the hint, implying that maybe it's Ray Charles or something along these sort yeah, of lines. Okay, so, okay. Uh, yeah, because because <laughs> Ray Charles, and we're assuming that he had the career that he had in real life in this movie. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. no, he was still broke, and his wife's yeah, exactly. and, and his wife's tailor shop was actually paying the bills but he was still Ray Charles. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Let let's get it let's get into the composers. So obviously yes, we have I'm we so have a multiple we have multiple different composers that are that are attached to this this movie. Well, that's um, because Callum Mhm. There are two soundtracks. There are it's two soundtracks. I'm so happy there, you brought this one there up. There are yeah. two soundtracks and I heard it yeah. in the movie. Like of mm -hmm. course it's it's it, it's blatant. It's right there in yeah, front of it's you. It's blatant. Anything yep. that's set on Earth mm -hmm. is jazz, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and very, so, yeah. very kind of e easy to understand. Well, not easy to understand, but very familiar, very familiar that's, sounding 
jazz and uh, composed by John Batiste. Can, can I can I interrupt you because you are absolutely bang on. I've got a fact. Of course I am. It's just gonna, it's Who just are you gonna... talking to? <laughs> John Batiste composed jazz music for the film's New York sequences whilst uh, so Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross wrote an instrumental score for the scenes taking place in the great beyond. Now to back up that point, Batiste said that he wanted to create jazz music that felt authentic but also accessible for all ages. He wanted the themes to tie into the ethereal nature of the great beyond while still being on earth so you're buying on he wanted that yeah. he wanted that natural feel yeah of course and you know they were they obviously collaborated over the, mm. over the process to you know merge the two and i think the most obvious example of john batiste's uh jazz going over into the great beyond kind of stuff is when joe is on stage at the jazz club having like his quote-unquote audition for lack of a better mm. term and he then he gets into the zone, oh, and he goes beautiful. out and he and he goes out into it, and suddenly what he's playing turns into more of the sound world and harmonies that we hear later from the Absolutely. great beyond stuff, which is mm -hmm. really, really, really wonderfully done. Mm -hmm. So John Batiste, just to kind of give you a background, he he's the it's his band that that lead the Stephen Colbert show. Yeah, so he's I, the session. I so he's the session was, musician. I, I knew it was one of the talk shows. I couldn't remember if it was him yeah. or maybe John Oliver. I can't. Couldn't yeah. remember. No, no, that's a good. No, no. So it's it's uh, it's it's that one. It's Stay Human is the name of the band. Yeah. Um, which which is just which is just lovely. Um, and then let's quickly touch on the other two composers. So we have, of course, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, um, who's. Uh, <laughs> self-proclaimed the only now member of nine inch nails and That's atticus <laughs> exactly and atticus and atticus ross so atticus ross you know famous for for i would say some quite maybe maybe more sort of different um films than than a sort of you know kids animated film you know things like the girl with the dragon tattoo he recently did mank he was attached to the social media um so some re some really i guess more more sort of darker darker themed um pieces pieces of, of film and tv so i think it's a really interesting and obviously trent reznor and nine inch nails you know nine inch nails famous for that kind of grungy almost kind of metallic sound yeah. that, they're, that they're famous for so it's a real departure from what they're used to but i just loved it i also loved the 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 nod to trent reznor and you know the sequence where he's he's about to fall through the manhole cover and he's he's avoiding yeah. death in loads of different ways and he he avoids uh quite literally nine inch nails on the on the, the pavement oh, i don't know if you remember good. that bit oh very good yeah, so that so that was thrown in there which is which is which is uh oh, could which you is really imagine funny. could you imagine sitting in the cinema and getting that reference right off the bat, and then, yeah, and then exactly. nudging the guy next to you, and it was you nudging me, going, "Hey, did you <laughs> did you see the nine inch nails?" And I'd be like, "No, shut it." Yeah, exactly. And we also had a fantastic, funny rap from David Diggs. Um, so basically, it was I thought that was really good. So successful rapper David Diggs ironically plays a guy who mocks Joe's musical ambition um, as a dead end. So I thought that was really, really funny. So there's some amazing musical performers, composers attached to this. And, you know, there would be. Of course there would yeah. be. Not to not to mention some amazing, you know, amazing music that's in here. Um, so we also have the Subterranean Homesick Blues, which was the, the kind of the theme tune for... Uh, 
the 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 theme tune for Moonwind's uh, ship when he was sailing through all the uh, all the the kind of oh, you know, the people Norton. who were in the zone. Graham Norton, Irish TV host, Graham Norton's first animated movie, as well as his Disney debut. I had to wait um, till the credits. To, yeah, exactly. to work out that that was him because he got yeah. rid of the Irish in his, in his in his voice and he just went plain British, but it was great. And like I, I really did have to stop myself because usually, usually in animations, because obviously sometimes you don't always recognize the voices right away. Sometimes you want to get your phone out and have a look, but mm, often mm. when I do that, I feel like I'm brought out of it. Yeah, no, I totally and, agree. Uh, so totally agree. One, I didn't for do this either. one. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like let their voices just be them, and I'm not gonna put the actor's face to the voice because it's just gonna ruin it for me. And I'm so glad that I did. Well, I'm. I'll be honest. I I had heard he was in it before, so I knew him. I also knew all of the other voice animations in this because I because I recognised, you know, like for example, Rachel House. She has got an incredibly iconic New Zealand accent, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And just I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, and obviously, so does Richard Iowadi. Yeah, you know, well, as soon I knew, as you heard Richard, Richard Iowadi, yeah, yeah, he's he's got an iconic one. The one that I thought was just a lovely voice actor, and actually who. Um, I'll be honest. I've got a little bit of a crush on. I think she's very pretty. Oh is Alice Braga? Right. So Alice Braga playing the other Terry. So you know how there was the two Terrys. There's Richard Ayoade, and then there's Quiet Coyote. Oh, yeah. I loved her. I thought she was so fantastic yeah. in this. Um, now there is one more musician, but I'm going to leave him till the end because there's a little bonus musician that's hidden in this track, and I'll I'll talk to it when we well, get into it in, in the soundtrack. In the soundtrack right. and in the film, and in the film, in the sequence. Is it, is it sequence. that hidden? Well, it's in the film. It's, it's the a film. point in the film. You, you know what I mean? There, there's like a, there's you're being a, there's, so coy. I am being so coy, but I've got some really interesting facts. Okay, on there it, we go. Uh, well, to talk about. I have a well. I have I have a question for you because I think I think this is quite a interesting discussion, like artistically. What 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 mm. did, what was your what was your kind of takeaway from like the difference of sound worlds between? you know the earthly new york jazz sound and the and the great beyond sound well the word that the word that i've used for the great beyond is they create a soundscape i loved it i thought it was so unique and i did not expect it i when i saw this movie i was thinking oh goodness rubbing my hands together saying we're going to get some incredible john john batiste music i mean and some of the tracks are incredible you know you've got the collared greens uh, when you know when he's playing uh, when he sort of when he gets the gig you know when he's so happy and he's and he's delighted this amazing music um you've got all obviously born to play so born to play is like the leading track that's the kind of the one with the drum track where it yeah. shows where it shows him running towards the the jazz the the um the, the jazz yeah uh, it's this kind of like very busy busy rhythmic yeah. jazz it's like it's almost it's like wonderful pop culture wise it's the sound of new york city you know we've, we've oh yeah. We've, yeah we've heard it in whiplash we've heard it yep. in so many so many other but mm. i know i've just listed one because that's the only one i can think of right now but there's so, <laughs> the but there's, but there's yeah, so yeah. many many others but, but but i but my i was really really captured by the music accompanying the great beyond mm, and i think mm. you really hit the nail on the head when you said soundscape because yeah. it doesn't because for the majority of the music and i say majority very very deliberately because it changes towards the end of the movie but for the majority of the movie the score doesn't have a structure 
It just yeah. it, it just sort of because you know jazz will the 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 jazz parts and obviously traditional orchestral music and songs you know pop and rock songs you know they they have phrasing mm. they have direction you can tell whether you can tell where they're going they have a feel they have a groove yeah none yep. of the great beyond stuff has that and it's yeah and it's wonderful it, it's it, it's perfect in how it's so deliberate when it how it does that because you know they, they, they say there's dialogue in the movie that sort of hints at this when they say that there's no time in in the mm. great beyond yes, time, yes time time behaves differently and they're, they're they're sort of dealing with concepts of infinity and you know other kind of existential things beyond our comprehension sure and so it makes sense when you think about that to have uh audio accompaniment that just sort of exists and that's yeah. all you can say about it is that it's just mm. there now within that they do very clever things because when when terry is you know hunting joe for example they yeah, they yeah. change they, they do add a little bit of form in there to make it sort of kind of sleuthy it makes yeah, it. It makes it sort. So it makes it sound sort of Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah, dare, yeah. Dare I say it? And Terry and James and, Bond. And Terry yeah. sort of very much, you know, sees herself as that as well. Like you know, she's on on a mission and yeah, you know, has to find it and and she takes great delight in it. So it's very much perfect in that way. But to finish my thing about the Great Beyond, I said earlier that. For the most part, it has no form. But when you get when you get into the final act of the movie, and if you're listening to the soundtrack, this is very much depicted in the tracks Epiphany mm-hmm. and Just Us. Mm, and Just, just Us is and lovely. Just Us is not technically in the movie. It's during the it's during the credits, but it exists in the sound yeah. world of the Great Beyond, so I'm counting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Epiphany is the first track when there's understanding mm. there's there's understanding about what they're doing the characters even if the audience don't as we previously discussed the characters have understanding of what they're doing the characters have understanding about their spark yeah, yeah. about their purpose about their about everything that they're dealing with Sure. And so everything comes into focus. And then all of a sudden, we have a chord sequence. Yeah. All of a sudden, we have a chord sequence. And all of a sudden, the instruments, which up until now have been all techy, like techno, techno, yeah, techno yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is you can't make any of the sounds that you hear on an acoustic instrument, or in other words, tethered to this world type thing uh-huh, by having uh-huh. by having those kind of techno computer generated sounds you make it otherworldly and up until mm. now it has only been that apart from obviously the jazz stuff mm-hmm. and then in this track as the characters gain understanding of their spark mm. the instruments morph into strings a, a, mate that's such a, a good a, observation a bit of, pia- a bit of piano and on top of and on top of the instrumentation, you then get a form. You then get a chord yeah. sequence with a lilt and a direction and a and a finality. 
Yes, and yes, it's you're so beautiful. right. It's so beautiful. And blink and you miss it. I, I, I wager that that most people will miss this. And I think but, it's but the, brilliant. But the other track as well, which is the last track from you know from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, which is "Enjoy Every Minute." Yeah. You know, that's the last piece. That's the, that's the bit that just finishes the movie off. Obviously, before it, you know, fades to black. Yeah, um, it's an extension of but, that but, idea. Yeah. yeah, but it is, but but that you know that's like Thomas Newman esque. Yeah, very much. You know, so. like that. I was listening to it. and I'm like, this is Thomas yeah, Newman. Very, you know, this very is this is so. Finding Nemo at the very, end. Very much. So. You know, this 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 is so different from from uh, the Great Beyond, which is the kind of first track. Um, no, I I absolutely I absolutely loved it. Um, and I also you know, and we we talked a little bit about the start about the, you know being a music teacher is fine, not being a music teacher is also fine. Do do what makes you happy, and they they hit that they hit the point home because I love the whole barber sequence, you know the barber shop sequence. Yeah, where we, definitely. We, we we meet Des, and you know goes he always wanted to be a vet, you know a, a veterinarian, but you know he, he couldn't afford it, so he went to barber training. And actually, and 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 it was obviously that point. It was very. It was very um, hit the nail on the head, very sort of hand-fisted. You know, just because I'm a barber doesn't mean I'm not happy. I haven't followed my dream. Yeah, and 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 it was it was know, the and, idea and that yes, he would have been he would have been using and fulfilling his spark had he been a vet, but he didn't have to. He didn't have exactly. to be a vet in order to use his spark. He could also use mm. his spark. As mm. a, I mean, obviously he couldn't say that because he's an alive he's an alive human being yeah, with exactly, no understanding yeah. of what a spark is. But we could see yeah. that as the audience. Yeah, bloody yeah. themes, themes upon. Yeah, themes. love it, man. So let me get into this musician, this hidden musician that I was talking about. Now, of course, we see Twenty Two and Joe in the the cat's body. I love, by the way, just on that, I love the idea that he's a cat because he's like you know like a, a cool cat. That's what the jazz people yeah, call each absolutely. other. Hey, you're a cat. I thought it was so. I clever. was called a cat once. Um, Oh, were yeah, you? I did a I did a jazz class when I w- went to university in Michigan, and uh-huh. the and the jazz professor there is a big jazz program at Michigan State University, and the jazz mm-hmm. prof- and the jazz professor was teaching his class about you know the difference between jazz musicians and classical musicians, and how like you know we as classical musicians because we were there as a string quartet don't read charts like sure we read you know directions and notes. And you know, yeah, very yeah, yeah. detailed instructions. And you know, there was a little bit of digging going on there, going like, right, okay, you know, they they need they, they need detailed instructions in order to do anything type thing. But he was very, very he was very, very cool. And he was like, Yeah, these cats will read anything they put in front of them. And I was sitting there going, <laughs> A real jazz musician just called me a cat. I feel great. I feel fantastic right now. Because up until that point you'd just been called a pussy. But he got him. God. <laughs> Oh, you, you'll you sink to some depth, depths for some cheap laughs, but, you know, who am I to take that away from you? <laughs> I'm a cheap guy. <laughs> um, now, I want to talk a little bit about the the musician that we come across in the subway. You know that lovely oh, yeah. scene the, where 22 oh, yeah. gives the bit of the donut? The, the, hid, the hidden musician who's playing a guitar. Man alive. This song... I'll tell you now, this song is going to get nominated. This Either this song or It's All Right. We'll get on it to It's All Right. But one of these two songs probably is going to win um, Best Original Song of the of the Oscars. I can absolutely guarantee it. Well, It's All Right, it. Can. It's not, it's not an original song. It's a cover. 
Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Is it? Ah, well, in which case, I think this song "Parting Ways" by uh, by the amazing Ch- uh, Cody Chestnut. That's a great piece of process um, by elimination there, Callum. Well done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, mate, it, it, it genuinely will be. I know, I know, I know. Like, that's a clue. So <laughs> not it's a cover. A clue. All oh, right, okay. That's. Well, in which case, there we go. No, but genuinely, because th- this song was this song was deliberately written for, and I know that fact. This one was written for Soul. Um, if you get a chance, take a trip down Cody Chestnut's back catalogue, because my goodness, he is so talented. He is a soul, jazz, rock and roll musician with a flavour of R&B thrown in my there. My goodness. And it is just, it's just, he's just, I was saying this to Maddie, right? You know, like, you you look at, you look at musicians nowadays, and far be it for me to get cynical. But right now, you got you got WAP by Cardi B, which is the which is the top track, which all the kids are listening That's a to banger, nowadays. Mate. And you're just like, you know, you, just, you but you look at it, and you're just like, Christ on a bike. Like, where where are the real musicians? Where are the real, you know, actually talented, inspirational kind of guys? Oh, now, and I just spent now, a bit of time looking at this. Very, you very much have to be careful with um, spouting stuff like that. Why? Why is that? Because Cardi, Cardi B's got her artistry. She can... No, 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 no. No, no, no. Look, it's not my jam. I'll hold my hands up to that. No, you're not that kind I'm of not cat. That, I'm you. not that kind of cat. It's not my jam. It's not my groove. It's not my bop. However, uh-huh. it's a product. It's a piece of art. Some artists made it. It's not for me. It's still art. Yeah. Oh mate, I'm I'm being totally facetious for it for the sake of it, but I but I but I'm doing it to prove a point. You know the 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 level of talent in in Cody Chestnut's little finger is 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 mountains more than ever that will go into some of those musicians that we've already mentioned, Zaccardi B. And right, and okay. I just well, you can, and I you just can, you can at Callum and send him all your angry do it, tweets. Do it, mate. I, I do it, mate. I I genuinely I challenge all of you because it's just you when you listen to this guy and you listen to him do parting ways like he wrote this song he wrote this song on his own for this movie and you go and you listen to it and you look at where it was put into the movie and you go that is just it just it feels like it really hits you when you listen to this song when you're out and about 100 does and 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 listen to his back catalog because you go this is music you know this guy gets it i will actually He, he gets tonality he gets instrumentation he gets mood he gets feels and the lyrics that he pushes out there are just genius and he get and he Um, i mean i've I've not listened to his back catalog but just based on this one he gets the kind of the zone idea that keeps coming through this movie like you know you see certain characters go into the zone my my personal favorite is actually the little trombone student actually i think that's connie Connie. yeah connie's lovely lovely and i and i love the scene where she struggles to be like you know this is stupid i don't want to do it's not really cool people make fun of me but then as soon as she starts playing she just can't help herself and how they animated those kind of emotions. Oh, the faces and everything. And you, yeah. you feel it instantly. You don't have to search for those for, for those feelings. They're put up for you on a platter. You, a... You've felt that before, haven't you, mate, as a teacher? I mean, you've, you've seen that, have you? Surely yeah, with your no, students. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a teacher as well as a performer. And mm-hmm. I'll actually hold my hands up and say I never used to want to be uh, instrumental teacher i think you know m- mat- a lack of maturity will will give you the idea of those who can't do teach because there's so much value in yeah. teaching yeah. and passing this stuff on and you get a, mer- a massive amount of 
personal satisfaction out of mm. seeing your students do well. So actually, there's a lot mm. of selfish ego in it as well. So if you're, yeah, looking, exactly, for, if you're exactly. looking for that aspect, then look no further. And But yeah, no, to answer your question, I have had students do well, and it's made me very proud and also seeing them enjoy it as well is, you know, really special. Do you want to just finish off on the last track? Of course, It's All Right by John Patiste. And I think this is just a lovely piece of music. You know, I was I was getting ready this morning. I came out so, of the shower and I was put, getting so ready have, and so, stuff. So we have to carry out by saying covered by John Patiste. John Patiste, of course. Yeah, I didn't know covered this actually. By John I don't Batiste. know. Who, who did this originally then? Do you know? Yeah, it's a song by Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions. Oh, cool. Okay, nice, nice. Absolutely. Fantastic. 1963 I, song. Oh wow! So, okay, so it's uh, it's yeah, it's definitely not a, not not something that just came de- around the corner. Definitely not going to win the Oscar for best original song. I'll tell you that. For free. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, you exactly, mate. <laughs> no, but mate, oh, but no. like to be it's fair, a lovely, it's lovely, lovely cover. You, you, we can't watch this movie and go one of the one of the songs in this movie isn't going to get best original song. Like there will yeah, be, yeah. there will be, it will be, or and actually, quite quite potentially, the the score might, might uh, win at least the Oscar at least well. a nomination. 100%. Yeah, exactly. I, I'll be exactly. Honest, it's interesting. The Oscars are around the corner. I've got no idea what's going to win what. I did. I was going to bring something to moving forward, right, which okay, was, well, I think, Tom, Ho- I think Tom Holland's. It. Yeah, Tom Holland's going to be in the running. I, I'm not actually going to bring it, but I'll, we can do this. We'll, we'll do this in the run up too. But, but mark my words, Tom Holland is uh, eyeing up an Oscar bait style movie I was reading about, but I forgot to save the link. Fabulous. So. <laughs> but, but. It's all right. I mean, like, it's basically, it, it just goes to show that Pixar's, you know, the new Pixar, the new Pixar's, they're a lot more mature, you know, because Pixar back in the day would have had this, they would have had a version of this where all the cast sing it, and then there would have been a blooper reel afterwards and all this sort of stuff. You know, like, I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't yeah, have yeah, yeah. you. I was or picturing... Weez- or Wheezy singing, uh, you got a friend of me at the end of Toy Story 2. <laughs> yeah, I was picturing Rich- all, like, all the different... Having a... <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. Like 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 um like Rachel House as as Terry and like Alice Braga and Rich I are going, It's all right, it's all right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I was just it, picturing something along those sort honest, of lines. It would it would spoil the movie. If, if that it happened, would, of it course, would. it would, and that's the point I'm making. Like, this is a mature, you know, this is the, this is, this is new Pixar. This is Pixar, you know, moving away from that and kind of, kind of challenging us a little bit more and 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 actually taking itself seriously. And about bloody time, if you ask me. Um, before we finish up, I just had a couple of other fun little points, fun little things to to raise. Um, now they're in none of these are kind of music related, um, but I'm just going to kind of rattle through some of these. Um, so basically, John Ratzenberger is not credited in the movie, and his voice is not recognized anywhere, leading many people to believe that he is actually not in the movie. Dun, However. Dun. Dun. However, Pete Doctor revealed that he does cameo in the film, but he refused to give away where he is and who he is. I mean, this movie is under two hours long. Somebody's going to find him. Somebody probably already has. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they. I'm sure they have. Uh, famous places: the Half Note Jazz Club is obviously modelled on the famous Village Vanguard Jazz Club in New York City, uh, from the famous red awning outside the front to the steep stairway lined with photos of jazz greats that have played there. 
Um, so I, I, I'm, a, I'm aware of the village vanguard. I remember being in New York at one point and someone sort of pointing it out, but, I, I, but I've never, I didn't know that until I sort of read the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, some really interesting sort of fun stuff. So Curly, I thought Curly is a really fun, fun um, character. Curly was the previous student of Joe who kind of got him the gig uh, with Dorothea Williams, yeah. you know, the drummer. Yeah. Curly wears a t-shirt that reads classic and free and fusion and modal. And, and they're all obviously forms of jazz. And I thought that was really funny uh, to, to kind of, to kind of throw that in there. Just all these little, just jazz, more jazz, any more jazz you want, just throw it all on top 100%. of it. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and, and uh, in an alternate ending, Joe was touring with Dorothea Williams and teaching students privately on the side. And 22 was a new student and he recognized that it was her. According to Kemp Powers, so he was one of the writers, this ending was rejected because there was something innately not satisfying about it. Oh, that's very yeah, much so a, that, that's very much a question of uh, that's very much an example of them sitting around going, oh, this doesn't feel right. But nobody yeah, can exactly. tell us why. No, nobody. And it's back to the whole piece at the start. You know, do we do an actor? Do we do a scientist? Do we do a musician? How do we end it? Do you know what it? I like... quite liked about uh, 22's ending? Was mm. that she entered Earth's atmosphere, for lack of a better term, above China. Above, above Asia. Asia. Yep, above, above Asia. Asia. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well I done. I saw that too. Thank you, thank yep, you I for, saw making that that too. O- for making that open-ended. Because we know it's not a real voice. She could be born as anyone or anything. Yep, yep. I saw and, that too. I remember thinking that And I that actually really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and then just in terms of how this film's going to do, Disney Plus. So it is estimated that of all of the new subscribers that signed up to Disney Plus in the run-up to Christmas 2020, 13% apparently did so expressly just to see Soul. Brilliant. This this film would have killed if it went to the cinema. It would have killed. Well, you say that, but you can't rely on all those new subscribers to have committed to going to the cinema because obviously everybody's looking for things to watch and looking for things. Parents mm. are looking for things to occupy their kids' times. Mm, mm. So there is that. Yeah, but you, you, what what is not going to love watching all the wee, you know, the Picasso style paintings jumping around, Quiet Coyote. I love the Quiet Coyote. I loved, like, oh, Terry, I'm sneaky. I'll sneak around with a little little Kiwi accent. What is not to love about it? It's just delightful. Richard Iowadi with his accent talking over here. I yeah, loved it. it I'm brilliant. like, this is it. <laughs> Mate, I love talking about this yeah. movie. I love watching so this movie. It was so funny as well. It was yeah, so it funny was. as well. I was howling with laughter. Whenever 22 was, you know, going back to all her various mentors and she was mentored by everyone. Oh, the flashbacks were so funny. everyone. I loved, I loved watching her uh, wind up Abraham Lincoln going like, you happy mm, to be on mm. the penny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you happy to be on yeah, the penny? That was really like, good, yeah. anything, isn't it? He's like, yeah, do you see where they put, who they put on the 10? <laughs> No, no, it was Jackson got on the twenty. Jackson got on the Jackson. Yeah, he just flips. It's so. I thought that was so good. So funny. But there's only one question left to ask, Alex, and that is, how many of those two thumbs up that I can see right in front of you are going to give to this film? Because it is absolutely. Let's get off to a cracky start. Great start start to the year. Yeah, it is a brilliant one.
moving forward? Yeah. Now, we've got a few different things. I've got another Disney-esque announcement, of course, because Disney are new, are new overlords and saviors for 2021. Yeah, they are, they are. Um, you know, monopolization and... be damned. I don't care. Yeah. Just give me, give me the top quality content. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Just send the Disney to my veins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just need a drip. <laughs> I used to, I used to caution against that. I was like, guys, I know you want, I know you want Spider Man and the X Men yeah. in the MCU, but just be careful because monopolization is bad and. You know, There's no competition. Competition, competition yeah. is good for the consumer. It keeps yeah, things yeah. competitive. Duh, duh, duh. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. care. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just making banger after banger. I want more of it. It's like yeah. crack. So Disney Plus reveal first titles for international star branding. So that's what they're calling this new. And it's going to be like, you know, when you open your Disney Plus um, app, and and basically it kind of has uh, it's got kind of like Pixar and Marvel um, and, and Star Wars there's going to be a new one coming here and I think it's on the 21st of February this comes along and it's just going to say star when you open the app it's just going to have star there now there's obviously going to be a kind of parental lock based on some of the titles that are going to be there because the first titles are uh, there's a new movie coming called Big Sky there's Love Victor there's the 24 series all the Die Hard movies and all the Die Hard movies all the Die Hard movies oh. mate. I'm so glad I didn't buy them on, on <laughs> iTunes. I nearly bought all of them on iTunes. They were on offer. Well, mate, here you go. There's going to be 24. Lost, which I'm really looking forward oh, to. Oh, nah, To be honest, I, I really like Lost. I oh, mean, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's a, mate, nah, mate, it's terrible. Nah, Lost is... I took the first series of Lost, and we, we can go back and forth on this, right? But the first series of Lost is game changing you know there, there's there's tv series out there that i think that i think did something to the world of tv and shaped it the way they are you know we talk about iconic undeniable shows like... absolutely undeniable it's still trash yeah no mate but but there's there's writer strikes and there's a lot of things taken to account but we wouldn't have jj abrams became a household name Do you no, know but and, even and... the even yeah but because oh yeah Oh no! It no, wait. no, it drives so, me up the wall so because much, even so the, much of it is shit, though. even so the first episode, shit. because formulaically, we'll just it does polar the same, bear in there. It does the same fucking thing every single episode, which is gives you twenty seconds of the bigger mystery and then nothing else. And it does and it does the same thing in the same spot of every episode, every single time. And the formula is so plain as day. It wasn't when it came out. That's why yeah. it was game changing. But you watch it now utter shit it is it not stand up no shit does it not stand up watch it no no no. watch it because you will you'll 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 rewatch it and you'll just think it's utter nonsense i thought i mean but but, i mean talk about iconic sequences the end of series one you know spoilers for it but you know the the the, when the light goes on in the hatch yeah and when the others come across the boat you know that that was gripping tv yeah um you know and, and and then you've got the other side of it where they went well why don't we put a polar bear in there and then we and they they had no other really reason to put the polar bear in there. So to write around it, they just added some polar bear cages for no reason. There was no reason, uh, and the monster was a mist monster. Yeah, um, and also it looked exactly like the a, a mist monster in uh, f- sort of fantasy Scrubs episode. Yeah, it was terrible, wasn't it? It was terrible. I did love it though. I love the the characters were great. You cannot deny the characters were awesome. Sawyer, what a great character, a conflicted hero. You've got uh, Locke, John Locke, the guy who was in the wheelchair until he comes to the island. 
You've got, uh, um, I thought it was great. The two characters, the Korean characters that couldn't, oh man, I loved it. Oh, I've, 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 I've got really good feedback from this microphone and I can hear my own eyes rolling. <laughs> uh, everything else that's coming to Disney Star, we have Desperate Housewives. Oh yes, get yeah. in. Now that is good telly. That I is wish, good telly. Do you know? Do you know the other one I was hoping, and it's not on here, is Sex in the City, because talk about TV series that changed the bar. I mean, Sex in the City was one that really, really raised it. Um, How I Met Your Mother, Prison Break, The X Files, Atlanta, which I'm really looking forward to, yeah. uh, Blackish, and obviously I've sort of mentioned before, but I'll say again, the Die Hard movies. So you know, the, the, that's this good is content. A, yeah, it's amazing content. Disney However, Plus is a good service. It's amazing. However, it kind of comes with a slight sting in the tail because Disney Plus subscription is going to increase for UK listeners uh, from the five ninety nine a month to how much would you be willing to pay as an increase? Not much more than dot dot dot. If it's if it if it's nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine, I might. Ooh, that that that's gonna be pushing it. Well, you'll be pleased to know it's seven ninety nine. Okay, that's okay. That's I'll, pretty I'll reasonable, stick, isn't I'll stick, it? I'll stick with it for seven ninety nine. That's pretty reasonable, especially since but I yeah. don't pay for my own Netflix. <laughs> But mate, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to this. I, I, you know, more content, the better. I'm really looking forward to Atlanta. I never got around to watching Atlanta before, um, obviously because we never had anything to watch it on. So you know, th there's some really great TV series that are coming that are coming towards us, and and, and I'm sure we'll be able to cover it uh, in the future. But yeah, there we go. Now I've got uh, a person that I want to bring to moving forward. A person. Yes. And this person has appeared in two things that I've watched recently. And I know you've watched at least one of these recently. And I don't know if you've watched the second one. How do you know this? Because you got cameras in my flat. Yeah, exactly. Because I can see what you do when you pick your bum. I love it. Oh, oh God. Feel all this chili chilies down. But, but, but I know you watched because we chat a little bit about this. And that is, of course, Charlie Brooker's Death to 2020. Yeah. Do you know that got terrible reviews? It did get terrible reviews, and I know why. I know why it did. Yeah. Why? So, so the reason why is basically because it was a it was a diluted version of Charlie Brooker's uh, weekly wipe. And right. I was got saying this to you as a way through it. If you compare the content and the writing and the jokes in Death Twenty Twenty to Weekly Wipe, it it doesn't it it I understand why people gave it bad reviews, but. So all those bad reviews are probably from people who are like British reviewers who know of Charlie Brooker and know of his previous work. Yeah. And so by comparison, they're like, oh, this is terrible. I'll be honest. I saw I saw reviews from main media sources like like The Guardian and other and other, other places. And they, they were they were sort of saying that it was. It was it wasn't satire because because you wouldn't be shocked by any of these events unless you'd been like living under a rock all year. But I kind of yeah. thought that's the point. I, yeah. You needed a reminder of everything that we know that, that we knew had happened this yeah. year. Yeah. Just in order to just uh, absorb the ridiculousness of it. No, exactly, exactly. But, so I kind of you know, felt that that criticism was kind of missing the point of it. That's just me personally. I really I, enjoyed I would, it. I would have liked to have seen more of Charlie Brooker in it because because he's a really he's a he, he's a very personable person. Like I like watching him and stuff. Like he's very funny. He and he's very like 
captivating like when he's talking and stuff he's he he like sells the point he's got the driest sense of humor in the world oh you can, um, you can which tell. doesn't yeah, it doesn't surprise you i'm sure but he but he is yeah he's absolutely fantastic but the person who i wanted to highlight who made me laugh probably the most was uh joe kerry so joe kerry kind of having his his, his big break in in stranger things yeah. playing steve Har is it steve harrington is steve harrington yeah Harrington. so because because he's brilliant in stranger things oh, he like is. He's so good. Um, the, the writing to turn around the school bully to kind of like the underdog hero is amazing yeah yeah but but joe carey's so funny he plays this entitled startup i i think he's famous i think he's rich isn't he in the, the character no he is there's this great there's this great thing where he, he you know he, he's dressed as a sort of scabby scabby millennial and yeah. uh and he's like, yeah, it's really tough. It's really tough. Um, and uh, the interviewer asks him how much money he made, you know, this year working from home. And he was like, I want to say $5. million. <laughs> yeah, you're just like ballpark. And he just, and he just, and he just, he delivers it so, yeah, so, no, he does. He so does, well. He does, but 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 he was so so good in it, which leads me to my next one, which is, uh, there's Netflix. Um, obviously, Death to Twenty Twenty dropped on Netflix. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, like it's funny. It's it's a lot more diluted than it used to because it kind of appeals to the American audiences. Um, but is that you? Was it? That was my, that was my laptop. <laughs> no, no. That's the first laptop ding we've had on this podcast. Oh, nice. I think. Yeah, I'll stick that into the best bits for uh, going through the motions twenty twenty twenty. Yeah, bang. But but the other the other um. The other thing that has just dropped onto Netflix is a new thriller horror movie called Spree. Now, have you seen Spree yet? No, I've not seen it. I've seen it. You know, you know when you stay on the menu for Netflix too long on your telly and you get yeah, like a slideshow of new things. Yeah, yeah. I've just got this amazing screenshot of Joe Carey in a car kind of looking sort of nightcrawlery. That's the only thing I've seen of Spree. I've not watched May the trailer or anything you have hit the nail on the head. So if you don't mind me, I'm going to give a kind of spoiler-free review of this movie, okay? Now, basically, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, it's a really, really great film. And there's a, there's some really, like, it, 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 it's a really good theme. You know, it's the theme of this slightly unhinged um, youth, and we won't kind of get into it too much, but slightly unhinged youth who... Uh, all he wants to do is be internet famous. All he wants is to have people following him on his channel. And so he creates a channel called Kurt's World. And the whole film takes place uh, over one day and night where Kurt's World went from being uh, very, very few listeners, no one listening to it, to all of a sudden, you know, tens of thousands of people watching. And there's a very good reason why. And the way that the story, the way that the story tell, uh, tells the story is actually like it's, I don't think it's a particularly great movie. It's not going to go down in history, but my God, it was captivating. Like oh. you, it was on, you were on the edge well, of your I'm seat. I'm all up for that. It's so unique in the way they say it. And actually they raise a really great point because, you know, there it is a thriller. There is a horror. There's some really, some really dark, challenging scenes in this. And obviously because it is a movie, some of the, some of the, the, the sort of the horror elements, the graphic, el violent elements of this, they are, they do look like a movie sequence. And it kind of, it kind of plays to this and it cleverly turns the point of if a famous blogger or YouTuber, Instagrammer was actually, you know, killing people, right? and they were putting it on their channel, 
would you believe it? You'd probably think it was some sort of publicity stunt, wouldn't you? You'd probably think, oh, you're supposed to be watching yeah. this. You're supposed to be watching. And so it leans into that angle. Okay. And it's G- It's so, it's really clever, actually. And and he is fantastic. He, he really plays that kind of just unhinged, completely uh, character. And then you, you said the word nightcrawler, which is a really good word to use because obviously it's kind of based on that uh, that that you know famous Jake Gyllenhaal movie uh, yeah and and also there's elements of like a little bit of GTA because it's set in LA and so the music is kind of like GTA Drive you know like Drive obviously yeah, we, sure. we kind of did a while ago LA, so it's that LA techno basically LA, te- LA yeah. techno which is basically Blade Runner but they took the but they took that sound and made it modern and and retro la as well for some reason Uh, i was gonna say it definitely sounds like a movie that i have to watch when i'm inexplicably wired awake at 3 a.m and 3 a.m and to be honest that might be tonight because i did my usual when i set up for the podcast and i made myself some coffee and and it's it's 10 o'clock at night and it's 10 o'clock at night so that might be tonight's job I would say don't watch it with Elham because I know she she doesn't like these sort of scaries or or there's not a huge amount of jumps but it's there is there is a few jumps right, there fair, and, yeah, fair. so so good warning, so good she, warning. So fair 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 warning but, but yeah look he's great we're going to see a lot more of Joe Kerry and I and I'm all for it he's Definitely, a great great actor um but mate that's what we have for moving forward yeah. and yeah and and that's it do we wrap up the first episode I dare we say we do this was fun Alex it was. I'm just so happy we're back, mate. It's so good to see your wee face oh, and your, your, your wee, wee face too. behind you. Oh, yeah, I know. Alec, what do they have to do now? They've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcasts app. Mm-hmm. Give us yes. a cheeky little five star rating, as 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 same as last year, basically. Yeah, we do. We, I'll, we, I'll put the effort know. in. I'll say the whole thing right. So, <laughs> give us a five star rating. Yeah, and perchance a review. A but if you don't want to leave us a review. You can tell us your favorite movie. You can tell us your favorite movie score or soundtrack. Yeah, Either absolutely. is fine on this show. Mm-hmm, we love it. Absolutely. You can also find us on Spotify because mm-hmm. we're there too. But yes. Well, apart from the, the people who apart from use Spotify. 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 We, we won't, we won't care one. unless Spotify actually invites, invites us to be a spot, Spotify podcast because then, you know. Yeah. You fall out of Spotify, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We've burned too many times. We also have an email address, which is mm-hmm. something that you usually tell us. The email is motionspod at gmail.com. And please do get in touch with any questions or any movie requests or any reviews. We we love to hear from you. And and you know, and we 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 have we've had some really, really great suggestions come through. In fact, I would say a large percentage, obviously in the in the latter half of the years when we started to see our listenership grow, a large percentage of the movies that we were re- reviewing um, were sort of coming through through requests. And so that was really fun. It was nice to be able to kind of go like, yeah, no, you want to do this movie. You want to see this movie. Hey, here you go. Uh, and, and let's go through it because it's clear you guys are pretty like-minded and we like what you like. We do. And we like that. Yeah. And that's, that's also fun. And yeah, and tell a friend you know tell a friend i i want to i want to just double down on something you know obviously podcasts were being were being listened to during the commutes you were listening to them quite a lot the commutes but take us with you on a walk do it take us with you on a nice walk plug us in give us your movie right in tell us the movie you want us to talk about we'll do the research and we will give it to you on your evening walks what 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 an amazing service we provide sounds nice to me 
there you go. There you Sounds go. Sounds nice to me. And just one final uh, shout out and thank you for our lovely new logo by mm. KTC Gra- Graphic Design. Should check mm-hmm. her out. She does prints that you can hang on your wall mostly of yes, like other mo- other really movies and they're really nice i've got two of them you do yeah, yeah i've seen them they're, they're fantastic i've got yeah. two of them highly highly recommend them they're really really nice so go check mm-hmm. her out what are we doing next week mate oh we don't know do we we don't know we're gonna have to we usually we we would tell you but we we don't know yet do we? I think i'm, I'm happy not knowing ideas. right now i'm happy, I'm happy not knowing. Not there you go a little right a little a little a little teaser maybe a little uh a little to keep you on the e- keep you on the edge of your seat so we'll let yeah let, let's have a chat about it offline and we'll we'll come to a conclusion we've got a few suggestions actually in the email uh, that have come through over christmas and new year and so there's some really great ideas so we'll probably just pluck one of those to be honest probably i love having the audience <laughs> think for us exactly. it's great they think for us it's amazing anyway until next week thank you very very much for listening thank you for joining us again in 21 and we look forward to coming in your ears all the future oh <laughs> dear lord <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Bye now. All right, guys. Ta-ta.